0: Welcome to A Space to Speak Your Mind. This show will deal with some subjects that some listeners may find distressing. For more info, go to thesourcefm.co.uk and search for A Space to Speak Your Mind.
1: A Space to Speak Your Mind. With Jess and Anne. With More Mind on Source FM 96.1. Welcome to A Space to Speak Your Mind. On today's show, we have myself, Jess, and to join me today, I have the lovely Anne with me. On this month's show we'll be discussing women's issues as International Women's Day is March the 8th. Coming up on the show we'll be talking about menstruation and how it affects our mental health and we've got reports about the upcoming Banau Festival in Falmouth. We'll also have an interview from Jane with Natasha from Your Voice Joe will round up the mental health news and we'll round up what song we call My Mind this month. A space to speak your mind. We're going to have Anne now
2: discussing Women's Day with you. Hello. I tried to find uh, a bit about the background of the first ever Women's Day that was organised. And, um, I mean, there are different reports, but this... Um, One source said the first Women's Day was organised in the United States the last Sunday in February 1908. Organised by socialist women, uh, large demonstrations uh, took place calling for the right of women to vote and for political and economic rights. In 1909, on the same date, 2,000 people attended a Women's Day rally in Manhattan. So... How was it that March the 8th was chosen? I mean, I was always curious to know that. And it seems that whilst the precise historical background cannot easily be found, two events are traditionally attributed as inspiration. One is the first march of female textile workers in 1857 and um, they were uh, striking to demand better wages and better working conditions. But the second event took place in 1908 and that year 40,000 seamstresses of large textile factories went on strike demanding their rights to join unions, better wages and um, a shorter workday. They wanted vocational training and against child labour uh so it gives you a picture of what what it was like in those days, so yeah, yeah
1: interesting to find out how it originated um Thank you for your research into that um I'm sure that our listeners at home will be interested also to find out how women's day came about
2: yeah, it's inspiring because you know it came from struggles, so it's um You know, just a reminder that our rights as women are hard-earned and uh, we shouldn't take them for granted. Exactly.
1: And um, we are strong women and we are also got a lovely um, Banau Festival that has been organised um, here in Falmouth, which um, started yesterday evening, but we're here promoting it as well here today in the studio. I myself I were attended last year um the Mada festival, which was absolutely brilliant. There were so many workshops on um to do with different things. I attended a yoga workshop um I also attended um a workshop um where an author um talked about her book about her struggles as a woman and how she's got through different things and traveled and she's now a successful author um I also attended another workshop about, um, we did crafts and knitting and we decorated the whole of the art gallery which was fun, it was kind of um, like graffitiing but with little knitted birds or scarves and all different things, that was really fun. Um, I attended a jewellery making workshop. Um, Lots of great things which were fun and also helped me to mix with different people and uh, really did my mental health really good because um, I was learning new things and mixing with people. And we've got lots of uh, other things on at the Banaro Festival this year.
2: Yeah, well, uh, we'll hear a bit uh, more, not to jump ahead, but um, in the interview with uh, Sarah Baistrocki who organised the festival. But um, there are, um, you know, loads of different uh, workshops like Peaceful Parenting and... Um, talks about uh, gender equality in uh, different leadership in the different sectors of um, industry, so music, the arts, and so on. So um, there's lots to dip into, but yeah, we'll hear more about It really that.
1: sounds exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I've booked up for a few, um, which I'm really excited about, one of them being um, a writing workshop, which takes place on Sunday, and another one which I'm really, really excited about, which I was lucky to get a place, um, which is a gong bath workshop.
2: Oh, how exciting. And
1: funnily enough, I just so happened to bump into Cassie and Jason whilst I was out and about in the um, Source FM car park. It was a very windy day. And they're going to be running the gong bath workshop as part of the um, Banau Festival. Um, and. Here's the interview, what I managed to catch with them. Right, today I'm out and about at the Source Grounds, and I've unexpectedly bumped into Cassie and Jason, who are going to be running a workshop at the Bernal Festival. Um, Would you like to tell me a little bit about
3: the um, workshop, what you're going to be running at the festival, and what dates? Cassie? Um, So, we're we're going to be doing Friday the 6th of March, and we're going to be doing an extra one on Thursday, uh, the Friday one is 7 till 9 I think the Thursday one is 6 till 8 and do you want to know what it is what we're going to be doing yes, please. so we're doing um, a gong bath and for anybody who's never had one um, it's not an actual bath in water you, the bath is because you have been bathed by sound and it's the vibrations you sort of lay down on a mat you get all cosy and snuggly and Usually put an eye mask on because when you put an eye mask on, it cuts out one of your senses. So that opens you up even more to the sounds and the vibrations going on around you. And I'm going to be doing it with my partner, Jason, who um, we trained together doing sound therapy last year. So Jason's going to be taking part as well.
4: Yep.
1: So Jason, what did um, sound therapy training
4: involve Wow, uh, Wow. Well, um, it was an intensive course with a, a, a gentleman called Don Conroe and uh, Aidan McIntyre. Uh, it was in Stroud, uh, it was a 10-day intensive um, from 6 in the morning till probably midnight. We um, were absolutely shattered, but basically we used everything, we used conches, yep. you had the large shells, um, we used uh, Tibetan uh, singing bowls, um, uh, obviously gongs, um, and loads of other instruments, you know, uh, Native American uh, pipes, everything. Yeah. So it was a, a full range of things. Um, yeah it was amazing it was astonishing sounds yeah.
1: very interesting it's one of the workshops what well, i thought
3: i wasn't going to be available to make but now by the sounds of it i sound like i really need to get to this <laughs> <laughs> it's really like it's really powerful stuff i mean um i've done all sorts i've got a background in holistic therapist so i've done massage and i've enjoyed having them therapies myself but i've just found that when Jason introduced me to Gong Baths actually a couple of years ago, and the first time I had one, I just found it so powerful because it's 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 non-invasive, and it's sort of a lot of people struggle to meditate, yeah,
0: absolutely. and get into
3: that space. Mm-hmm. But but when you lay on a mat and you've got them vibrations going off, it just there's something magical that happens, and it's really you have to just experience. That's why we're doing this because we want uh, people to come and be able to just experience it. Yeah, because people wouldn't necessarily think right. I'll go and pay. Absolutely, Fifteen pounds for yeah. it, for this. It's nice to have a taste. And a lot of people it? yeah. think it's just woo woo stuff, but no, it's it's is, certainly yeah. not. Stuff. It's yeah. Yeah. it's um it's vibration and like thing. you
1: say it's great for the opportunity to experience it yeah. without paying because yeah. like if people are having like problems with their mental health kind yeah. of thing then yeah. it can be a big thing even to book onto something without Absolutely. knowing what it's yeah. going to be like it's and good for all yeah. to It's trying good. to relax into yeah. something as well yeah. like Through and the NHS. your first
3: time going and things like that yeah, yeah and th- that's it's going to be very much like um, we're aiming to the people who've not really experienced it before because yeah. it, there's a lot of people in Cornwall had gong baths and there's a, a lot of people already up and running but we want to sort of open it up to people who wouldn't necessarily be into anything like that yeah, yeah. So it's the first time I've heard of gong baths it's got so many I've benefits for your physical and your mental health if you've got yeah. physical stuff yeah. going on as well it's I really started good. doing
4: it because I had PTSD and um, you know there's, it's, it's deep trauma and um, and you know I mean a lot of people suffer from PTSD and don't even know they're not even aware yes, of it you know yes. uh, it could be a simple thing like falling down the stairs or you know whatever uh, a car accident anything yep. uh, it's not necessarily to do with soldiers or you know yes. war zones yes. That's what um, a lot of people, like, yeah, it's associations, with, isn't it? exactly, um, and it can
1: come on a lot sooner as well. People think it's yeah. like years after,
5: and it can no. be like even weeks or months. Yeah, or
4: exactly, was just a few months, and mm. uh, it does it. it impacts your life massively. So I, I, I uh, started going sound baths, and uh, I just found that it. It, it got straight underneath where it needed to get to because yep. you have all these mechanisms in place to prevent you from moving forwards and yes. to keep you yeah. safe. And it, for me, it worked amazingly, and I continued doing it, and uh, yeah, I had some amazing benefits from it. So I'd recommend it to everybody. Really.
1: What kind of benefits did you get from?
4: Oh, I mean, it, it releases a lot of the trauma that you you've really struggled getting to um just just the pleasure of the sound uh is another amazing thing um uh, meeting interesting people from all walks of life um from soldiers that were there as well um people are obviously into meditation and yoga and things like that uh you know and just it just opens up life i find Mm. Uh, for me it was yeah it was a pivotal sort of thing to do really but yeah. it's, non,
1: it's non-invasive as well. Yeah, so. completely. It's nice to come across something what suits you, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. Because sometimes it's a struggle for people to get into something what yeah. they find that they
3: are
5: comfortable in.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. Uh, That's yeah. the
3: thing. It, 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 it's powerful because it gets in at a cellular level, but it's not you're not being touched by anybody. You just yeah. lay and you've got the comfort of a blanket and stuff.
4: Yeah. That's all based on right. harmonics. So I mean, harmonics is it sounds a creative force. Yeah. It's also, it, it, you know, it's it, it shakes things up inside and mm. it tries to find a new harmony and so that's what harmonics really means it's yeah. harmony so it's trying to find a new uh, cellular level like Cassie said it's trying to find a new level of happiness
3: yeah so, sounds very interesting relaxing yeah. I like not get don't know the internet seen, now seen, um, <laughs> I don't know if you're on Facebook or if you go on YouTube yeah. but there's been loads of videos where they show you what they do I, I shared one yesterday with sound where they'll um, get sand and on some sort of speak or or they amplify sound and it shows aerobatics. you the the geometric patterns that the sand makes through yeah. sound wow
4: so so each frequency that you you go up by yeah uh a new pattern's formed and that's that was the same with water so you, your body is 70 percent water at least um so as, as your and each cell contains the water so as that water um changes you raise your vibration slightly um, and we're only talking slightly, but after a few Gong baths or a few sound therapists, or whatever, you know, you can really feel the differences. Um, yeah, and it can it can bring up upsets can even bring up anger but it can bring up joy laughter mm, um but it's your it's, it's, it's moving it's through like, your it, emotions yeah. it kind
3: of rattles things if you yeah. like to surface yeah. that's what i, what I yeah. think it does so and you've and had it, a lot of good feedback from your workshops yeah
4: i've never had bad
3: that doesn't all, always necessarily happen neither while you're being while you're in a gong bath sometimes it just it it goes on for days mm. and it sort of releases stuff and it yeah. can it's can be quite subtle do you yeah. know what I mean but you, you definitely notice shifts going on yeah. after but they pe- say similar things don't they about like having a massage or acupuncture yeah. and things like that yeah. But yeah you don't necessarily feel it on the day yeah. but yeah. The days after you still get a the lot lot benefits. Yeah, in, yeah. a lot of it's trapped emotions because yeah. people hold emotions in the body not everybody but pe- people who can't process things straight away sometimes they stuff things down and and they all it affects you physically so yeah, absolutely. and that's when them things come out when you when you go and have things like that. Yeah. Yep.
1: Could you just let um, everybody know how they would be able to come to the workshop at the Banana Festival?
3: So, um, we're sorting other tickets out, so there's going to be 26 tickets for each night, um, Thursday and Friday, and you, I think the best thing is to go on the uh, website, the Found the Art Gallery one, or if you're on Facebook, go on the Be Now page, and you, you have to book, you can't just show up, there's, there's tickets, and you, but they're free, they're all free, so you just have to book.
4: Yep bring a yoga mat and a, oh, yeah
3: you need to bring a yoga a mat blanket, that's a good thing to hear that and pillow need to and bring it, yeah yoga mat blanket pillow eye mask cushion wow well,
4: <laughs> just, just be comfortable yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you
3: know, yeah. whatever you need to be comfortable yeah, yeah, yeah. and don't anything. don't eat any don't drink anything no alcohol before you yeah, cook, no stimulants definitely.
4: beforehand no no big
3: no big meals either
4: and then just afterwards just look just look after yourself you know give yourself treat yourself nicely um give yourself some space try not to get dragged into anybody else's drawing Yep. And and just just enjoy it um, and let it do the work for you. Yeah, it's non-invasive and it's just a really beautiful thing to try. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much, thank Cassie you. and Jason. Oh, you I look much. forward to trying one of your workshops. Hopefully, I can get a place at the Mayfair yeah.
3: Festival. Yeah, we'll see you
4: there. <laughs> Hope to thank see you, thank
1: you, there. you. Well, that was um, Cassie and Jason. Which it was lovely speaking to them about the Gong Bath. Um, now we have um, an interview with Sarah, who is responsible for the organisation of the Bohem Festival, and an interviewed her at Falmouth
0: Library. A
2: space to speak
0: your mind.
2: Earlier, you heard the interview with uh, Cassie and Jason uh, running their workshop, uh, the Gong Bath workshop, as part of the Be Now Festival. That will run at the Falmouth Art Gallery and the Library uh, this coming weekend for the International Women's Day, and here I am now with Sarah Bystroki, who is hello, um, <laughs> who is the organizer of this fantastic festival. So,
6: please, Sarah. Could you introduce yourself and your role here? Yeah, I'm the Community Engagement Coordinator for Farm and Cultural Services. So, as you said, Farm Art Gallery and Farm Library, and then we've got the Park and Heritage Gardens in Farmers. So, um, quite a, a lot of services. But um, the festival, yes, I am the organiser, although the whole team is working. Uh, the whole cultural services team is working um, to, to the festival and uh, to, to make sure that the festival will be a success. Uh, this year is the second year we do the festival, although last year was called in a different way. This year is called Be Now. That is, I, I quite like the pun, because it's, it can be interpreted as just one word that is a Cornish for um, feminine and female. Uh, but at the same time could be interpreted as be now so an invitation for people to um reflect on uh, on on their life and uh and uh, as you said it's uh an opportunity to celebrate um the the In- international women's day or the weekend uh but at the same time again we didn't choose the word the Cornish word for woman, uh, or women, uh, but feminine, because we would like to involve as much as possible men as well in this conversation. And uh, and the activities, some of the activities are very, sort of, um, well, for women, but uh, men's are more than welcome to take part in the talks or events, so, um, yes, so, um, As I said, the focus want to be on gender equality or a reflection about possible inequality. And uh, we, as I said, the focus this year is on that and not just on women, because although we know that there's quite a lot to do uh, still for women's rights, The work we've done this year uh, with lots of organisation, local organisation, for example, Men Down, um, in November. It was, November is the month of men's health. Um, So, and Men's Down is an organisation who works with men um, to sort of um, knock down the stigma about mental health specific for, for men. Um, so we realise that um, patriarchy has a bad impact on men, not only on women, but on men as well. So we, hopefully we will start a conversation with the festival and trying to, um, again, celebrate uh, gender equality and uh, nurture and focus on well-being for both men and women yeah that's um really
2: um, important practice within a community like ours that is um, quite small considering but but um, and you know coming from the point of view of uh, mental health Como has um, you know a, a worrying state mm. of mental health in relation to um, you know, men, women, uh, young people and older people. So I think creativity and the art is where your yes. focus is to
6: yeah. uh, bring a shift in people's uh, experiences. Yeah, definitely. And also you, we will talk about it in a second and people can see the the, the full um, programme and book on um, fireculture.org because um, most of the, the activities are, well, actually every single event and activity and talks and workshop um, is free, but most of them needs to be booked. So um, that's doable uh, yeah. through the library. But what I wanted to say is that, um, yeah, it's every single thing we, we offer is an occasion, is an opportunity to um, share things with other people. So using creativity, using just, you know, conversation and dialogue to reflect on certain topic. But um, they are, yeah, an opportunity for, in, in the first place to share with other people. And uh, um, in terms of mental health is properly uh, you know, a, an opportunity, a chance to go out, and talk to other people and see that you know sharing things so it's it's very important
2: yeah that's that's one of the crucial parts of mental well-being is when you are able to express your thoughts ideas and emotions i guess and to be heard Um, and yeah so this is um, sounds like a a wonderful opportunity so i see here the, the flyer so There'll be workshops, talks, um, women in literature, uh, gender equality, which you uh, touched upon, uh, debates, women well-being, um, authentic you, I'm I'm curious, that (laughs) makes me curious. Oh, peaceful parenting. Yes. (laughs) Wonderful. Craftivism, uh, creative writing, menopause self-care, dakini dance joy file project uh, women in art and respect which sounds really a wonderful nourishing uh, or all of these are wonderful opportunities
6: to um for yeah personal well-being self-care definitely and you will see, I mean, there are several different types of event and, uh, and again, from talks to practical workshop and things like that. But And quite different, you know, uh, a great variety of different things, but the common thread is this kind of focus on well-being and, and again, sharing and uh, uh, opportunity for reflection. So, we'll be
2: yeah I yeah think so exciting would you like to mention mm-hmm. some of the activities and yes, where they're happening course. our so listeners uh have are now familiar with the gong bath that is happening
6: on the friday and um what, yes. uh, what else is there so um tonight we got the menopause self-care so it's a it's a talk um interactive talk so there will be a talk and a discussion and again it's very important that's what i was saying earlier it's it seems that menopause is something strictly related to women but at the same time we're trying to you know invite men as well because um even if they're not going to be affected directly um obviously they want to support uh uh, women and uh, you know partners, but also I don't know mothers and yeah. friends. And they, uh, they may
2: well be relating to women who um, would be um, trans- going through this uh, phase, through this yeah, mile- life yeah, yeah. milestone, which would be so wonderful to arrive to a point where we can feel that we can support each other yeah. through these. And also celebrate. I mean, why not? Yeah, some and of also these it's interesting major. because the
6: menopause is um, quite—I um, wouldn't say ignored, but nearly ignored—as a uh, as a situation, as a, an experience in in people's and women's life. Uh, but it's a very important step and uh, quite unsettling as well, um, especially if it's not, um, you know approach in the right way, with the, in the right mindset. But talking about this sort of connection uh, and support that men could uh, give uh, women um, in, in the changes. Um, on Saturday Saturday afternoon, uh, we have Mandy Adams, who's a menstrual educator, and uh, she will do a talk at uh, 3.30, um again an interactive talk and it's called retreating at menstruation and it's about uh, again it's not just for women but it's how the mandy uh, has got a husband and three boys and uh, she will talk about how they support her during uh, you know her period and how they uh, create a, a pleasant and positive and supportive atmosphere uh, and environment around her in and during the her period so something for for sp- specific for women but uh and women for in, in, in families
2: well. as well and i guess like we were talking about um uh, menopause earlier i think Um, you know women in the workplace again Mm -hmm. like creating new cultures that will be supportive of women's Mm -hmm. experiences and be able to nourish and harness the the potential that women bring with our Mm -hmm. cyclical nature
6: yeah yeah and talking about going um a towards a, a more um you know professional area of people's life. On Sunday evening, uh, we will have a talk, well, actually, a sort of a round table discussion, so with different people involved, and we will talk about the under-representation of um, women in different creative sectors, so that will be quite interesting. Um, As I said, we got several guests um, from different completely different sectors that will discuss that topic and it's um, yeah it, it's an interesting uh, interesting topic definitely um, what else we got so many things actually we got something um, creative as well so practical so especially on saturday uh, and on friday on saturday we will have um, some students from uh, Farmer University that they started this um, project, that is called Joy Farm Project and it's all about um, kindness, you know, random act of kindness and uh, it's postcard making basically, but that will be um, a drop-in workshop, so there's no need to book, there is the opportunity to book if somebody wants to, but Will be in the library and uh, in the, the afternoon between two and four, and then there will be feminist screen printing. So uh, again, drop-in workshop. So still in the library, so people can come. Um, they need to bring a t-shirt if they want to, so they can do screen printing on the t-shirt with that brilliant. maybe feminist, you know, uh, mottos and things like that. And, uh, and again, on the same day, Saturday morning, there will be badge making, again with feminism oh, kind exciting. of mangoes as well. Last year we'd done it, um, last year as I said, but uh, it was quite popular actually. It's, we got a badge making machine, so yeah. it's quite cool. And if creativity, um, you know, if you want to explore creativity from a different point of view on Sunday, We have creative writing in the morning um, and about, sorry, Um, yeah, creative writing, so it's about um, writing a letter to wonderful women, so reflecting on, you know, inspiring women that can be famous or can be um, just, you know, somebody close to us, family members or other people, friends. And then in the evening, we've got the Dakini dance, so it's a sensual dance. So again, all the activities we offer, talks and workshops are free. So that's another important thing, so we want to be inclusive. And uh, and going back to the mental health, often, you know, a big part of, um, you know, mental health issue is isolation and the, uh, you know, the. the, the struggle with um, taking part in social activities and and sometimes financial uh, issue can have a negative impact on that. So we really want as cultural services to be inclusive. So it's all free.
2: Yeah, it is. It's a wonderful gift indeed. And I really thank you for this and for the interview. And I hope that uh, many people from our community will come to attend what is the wonderful opportunity so the be now festival uh you can check out the website at benow.falculture.org to book uh, any or many as many of the activities as you're interested in um of course. so yeah thank you so much thank
1: you thank you that was Anne interviewing Sarah who is um, the organiser of the Binau Festival in Falmouth um, If you didn't catch that if you want further information on the Binau Festival you can go to binaw.falculture.org or you can also ring the Falmouth library they will give you information and be able to book you on to any of the workshops available. Um, there is also been organised just in case you aren't aware um, another gong bath workshop what they've put on for this evening um if you want to try and contact the the um library or get on the website to see if there's any places still available then um that's the way to go about it um now it's the time for a roundup of the mental health news with joe
4: a space
7: to speak your mind i'm joe grant with all the latest mental health news Thousands of people are suffering with depression because of Universal Credit. A study has found a spike in problems among the unemployed since government made welfare changes. Universal Credit combines six benefits into one, and many people are suffering psychologically because of the changes and waiting times. Extreme pressure to achieve at school and be liked online are the biggest threats to children's mental health. More children than ever are self-harming and suffering from anxiety and now schools have to fund most of the support for these kids from their own budgets. Low self-esteem and low confidence are being seen in so many children now and that's partly because they feel the need to keep up with others on social media. A feeling of not being good enough is one of the main pressures. Meanwhile, a Cornish Love Island contestant says his mental health has gone severely downhill since he left the villa. Ollie Williams says he was treated like a murderer and has backed calls for social media regulation. It's after photos of him allegedly killing animals for sport went viral from his Instagram. He says he never killed them and it's a good job he's thick skinned or he just couldn't deal with it. Ollie says he had to go into hiding for 10 days when he got back to his family estate in Cornwall because haters were camping outside his house. He also said it affected his whole family and his sister even received death threats on social media. The government is now giving Ofcom powers to force social media firms to take action. Taking time away from social media has been shown to dramatically reduce feelings of anxiety and it's thought these platforms could be why so many people are suffering from it in the first place. Looking at the latest wellness trends now and what we can do to help ourselves, one of them is Instabanning, which is taking a break from social media and our phones and opting for IRL, which is in real life experiences. Calm predicts us using our smartphones in the future for more mindful purposes, such as mini meditation sessions or to listen to relaxing sleep apps. Another trend is power napping. Long, good quality sleep is essential for our brains to function properly. And now pop-up sleep pods are becoming popular across the UK, giving people the chance to pop in and have a quick nap to recharge. A Thai boxing gym in Cornwall is helping people with mental health problems turn their lives around. Touch Gloves Gym in Hale isn't only a breeding ground for world champions, it's using the sport of Mai Thai kickboxing to help people with things like ADHD, anxiety, and depression. The gym is also working with mental health charity Pentreath and getting referrals from Ad Action, which helps people with addictions. And we'll be speaking to Pentreath in next month's show. A man from Newquay is running a marathon to raise money for a trauma charity in Cornwall that's close to his heart. Clear are based in Truro and they help adults and children recover from emotional traumas like domestic abuse. Matt Frith says the charity is specialist and vital and he still needs donations. You can donate by going to his Just Giving page. Just type in his name, Matt Frith, on the website. That's it. You're up to date with all the latest mental health news on A Space to Speak Your Mind. A space. A space.
4: To speak your mind. Your
7: mind. With Cornwall Mind.
4: For better mental health.
7: On Source FM.
0: You're listening to A Space to Speak Your Mind. This show will deal with some subjects that some listeners may find distressing. For more info, go to thesourcefm.co.uk and search for A Space to Speak Your Mind.
1: Well, that was Joe with the news and um, to continue with um, our topic for today, women's issues on A Space to Speak Your Mind with myself, Jess and Anne, I'm, we are going to be discussing about the menopause. The menopause is when a woman stops having periods and is no longer able to get pregnant naturally. The menopause is a natural part of ageing that usually occurs between 45 and 55 years of age as a woman's oestrogen levels decline. I spoke to Phyllis from Truro who is 64 years young. She gave me her account of going through the menopause.
5: Morning Phyllis. Good morning Jess. Thank you for being here with me today and letting me interview you. Um,
8: When did you start the menopause? Um, I was um, almost 44 when I uh, started the menopause. Um what kind of symptoms did you experience? Um uh, my uh, my symptoms were um irregular um uh, my periods were um wasn't wasn't regular and also I had hot very hot flushes and night sweats and um uh kind of thing really at the same time as my night as my night sweats and that I had headaches How did you find what well, these symptoms affected your mental health? I um, can't think it felt embarrassing when I was out. Uh, when I was out lots of times, it felt, um, when they was coming on, it felt like a cloud coming over me. And it felt, em- like, embarrassing that sometimes I had to had to leave leave the room. And did you have any
5: kind of, like, um, support groups outside of? Of like the family unit, what could like help you with something like this? No, I never had
8: no um, no um, support um, with it. The um, doctor, uh, the doctor did say at one time about patches, but then he didn't think at the time then that the patches was right right for me. He would just said to see how I how I went on. Did um, when speaking to the doctor, did you discuss
5: your mental health at all and things? What you you could do at all to
8: improve your mental health whilst going through the
5: menopause.
8: Uh, no, I didn't talk anything about mental health. I did did say that it felt things felt embarrassing when I had these sweats when I were out out with people and that. Did that affect your mood? Yes, it yes it did. Was it felt felt that is uh, when I was having these sweats, I felt that I couldn't sit and chat chat with people and that felt wrong in, um, that I couldn't sit with them. Oh, so it made you feel
5: self conscious yeah oh, um nowadays um I feel as if there's um more sub- support groups and more awareness about menopause um would that have been something that you possibly would have taken up when you were going through the menopause
8: yes i would have i would have done if there was if we, things were um kind asked you know for me to go to groups i would have definitely done it but back uh, when i was going through the menopause things like that weren't um weren't spoke about so much
5: yeah um there's now like a few groups like one being the voice and like it's um a support group for women and like obviously you can talk about many issues as such as your mental health and um, any kind of issues as women, what we might be going through. So that that's nice for women to all be together. Um, it's a shame what The Menables has been like a taboo subject for so long. And it's nice now, finally, what it's becoming more something what everybody's campaigning for, for it to be more out in the public and more like um, available for resources and support groups and um, resources out there for people to access.
8: Yes, I definitely agree with that because uh, back years ago lots of things weren't weren't spoke about as much as they are these days.
5: How long did you experience the
8: menopause? Um, roughly about five and, a half, five and a half years I would say. Because when I started them first, it kind of, um, I wasn't sure if I was going through the menopause. So it took a took several months before I realised that I was going through the menopause. Ah. So it's um,
5: a difficult thing to know if you're going through it or not.
8: It is because you you kind of think for the first few months you're not sure if you are or, or not, and
5: that.
8: Mm. Um, what kind of things make you
5: know what you're going through in the menopause?
8: Um, to have what you call irregular um, periods plus that plus, uh, you're having those su- um sweats, which is very, very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. having, you know, like a sweating, you know, feeling like these, fl- or they aren't sweats, they're like hot flushes. It feels like a cloud, feels like a cloud coming over you.
5: And would these kind of things happen, like at any time during the day or night, or would you... S- Suffered with that
8: more so a certain time of the day. No, you didn't know when when they were coming on. It was it could be any you know any time when you're out sitting down with people or out in the shops or any time any time you it so, wasn't a particular time.
5: So you you suffered like at any particular time,
8: and it wasn't something you could prepare yourself for no. at all. No, you just felt suddenly, suddenly you felt like as if the hotness coming up right up over you. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, you realise then that you were having a hot flush.
5: Was there anything what you did during your time of the menopause what did help you through it?
8: I can't say what, call well, there was anything that much. I can't think, um, when I was having these hot sweats, I, what you call, went and I, what you call, drank a lot of um, cold water, but not an, or had to be outside in fresh air. You know, went mm. out in fresh air.
5: And didn't uh, did the doctor or anybody else or a friend or colleague or anyone advise you of things what helped them during the menopause?
8: No, not not really. No. no.
5: What is different now for you now that you've been
8: through the menopause? I think back of when I had had these flushes and like think how different it is for people now because if they get more more support where years ago you didn't get any support Well, what's different is um, that i've no we haven't each month got got that got my period thinking of when i've got my period so that that is a like a good good thing that i've gone you know gone through it and um, you know I've, i feel that uh, you yeah, know periods are Sometimes for you know for for people like it's well em- embarrassing, but now that's all over. I do feel, can't think, feel that's you know heaps better.
1: I'd just like to thank Phyllis for talking to us. It was really interesting to have an account from somebody. Um, there's many issues that are considered taboo for women, um, such as being on your period. Um, bodily hair, body image. um, There's lots of different things that make us feel a little bit self-conscious. How do you feel about these things, Anne?
2: Well, I feel that there is a lot of pressure on women to perform, to be uh, at our best, and, um, you know, all of these things we can... By learning about ourselves, and um, we, we... it these are ways also to break down these taboos.
1: It's um it's really hard with um magazines and social media and images on billboards, etc., um showing like um body images being like of something what you have to be kind of thing. Um and the um the way what like um People comment on your social media and um, people really like to get lots of likes on their pictures and things like that it really affects people's um, mental health in that
2: way yeah I think it's important not to uh, allow your self-worth be equated to how many likes you you get in, in social media I think that's a dangerous slope for your mind's well-being And also to realize that actually some of the media representations aren't representative of all body types, but body positivity is a big thing now and uh, some of the fashion uh, houses or, you know, products, um, um, you know, hygiene products are trying to address the different body types.
1: Yes, you see um, much more varied body shapes now um, trying to be on the catwalk now than what we used to see, isn't there? Um, I don't know how you feel, I'm talking about... um, periods but um I was out and about and I tried to speak to a few people and they wasn't really willing to speak about it they didn't feel comfortable at all um again being on your period is thought of being a taboo subject that um some people carry away talking about or even feel too embarrassed to tell people what they're on their period when it's a very much important part of a women's life and um, it affects them like not just generally for a week a month but we feel a lot of symptoms from it right throughout the month.
2: Yeah absolutely and I I feel that it's a shame that we consider uh, what is a natural part of our uh, cycle of the life cycle even if you like a taboo subject. I think that says a lot about the work we can do as women uh, to reclaim uh, that in in popular culture, what is a natural um, occurrence, a natural uh, manifestation of really the, the life force. So it's, it's quite, um, but also I think it's, you know, it's down to like gen- in gender equality. I think it's also inviting men to to appreciate how important that is for their own um, well being and understanding uh, women's um, women's issues as without without the taboo.
1: Absolutely, because um, it affects us both um, physically and mentally. Um, um with some people uh, being on your periods can be quite debilitating um some people it may not affect them very much at all but to others it can be like um quite um hard for them even to get maybe to school or college or work um and it would be nice for um um workplaces and schools colleges etc to be more accepting of this yes as like a form of like somebody being very unwell what they wouldn't be able to carry out their um, duties properly
2: yeah I think it would be good for them to be aligned with the fact that this could be um, a really essential part of a young girls and women's education and uh, be respectful and mindful of um, women's needs and um, so I think um, that You know, breaking down taboos could shift our culture and at work and education. And
1: making maybe possibly like going to work, like have more leniences to maybe um, the working day, what maybe a woman would put in maybe when she's on her period or whether she would be able to work from home or maybe do extra hours maybe when she's feeling a bit better just to um, be a bit more obliging for when she maybe isn't right to our best considering what's going on with our body and our mind at that time.
2: Absolutely, I think we could all gain from this level of flexibility in our thinking and relating to what is again a natural occurrence Absolutely. And, it, and it shouldn't be really taboo in any way. No, not
1: at all. We should all be very open to be able to talk about it just as you would be if you've broken your arm or anything else what's um something going on kind of thing because like you say it's a very natural thing what happens to us right from a very young age Um, another thing what um, tends to happen to us as we um, go into puberty we as women we start getting um, quite a lot of bodily hair which again can be a taboo issue if we don't shave our legs or our underarms um and again that can be through like culture or social media and um things that we read how we should be or how um how our family or friends seem to say that we should be um and again a lot of people feel what they can't be themselves and do as they want to do um and again it's something but like um again adverts on tv through advertising things show what it's what you're meant to be doing is like shaving your legs or your underarms how do you feel about this then
2: I feel that um, you know menstrual awareness and education for girls would actually empower young women um, girls and women to Actually, um, uh, silence all these external voices uh, of cons- of um, agreement or disagreement or of judgment, and do as they please and they feel comfortable. Mm. And um, you know, I know that I have felt under pressure to, um to present myself in a way that I, I thought it might I I might feel better, but actually there is um the pressure is only external yeah, we
1: feel like um pressurized to conform to um socially basically it's um and i feel sometimes if you have the confidence to um, go against conforming you can feel quite liberated um yeah and can give you a lot of confidence but it's just getting to that place of trying to be more more yourself really and will make you feel happier kind of thing yeah but uh, again it's like the social pressures and how we think we should be because it's something that's always been done but um and then we find it difficult in this culture sometimes when we do see people who maybe have grown their leg hair or their underarm hair because it isn't the norm in our society to many people um. I think maybe it um people are becoming a little bit more lenient and open to different things.
2: I think uh, especially young women actually are are starting to change how how they relate to these external pressures. So I think there is um hope there and um I think there is the chance of um, having a different generation of women experiencing their their lives and their role in society in a different way, but um, yeah, well, I think it, the the work isn't over because it um, just be mindful of what you think is your f- inner feeling as opposed to what is the external pressure. Absolutely,
1: yes, it can make you feel a lot happier. Just by doing something, what's in your comfort zone, not trying to um, make yourself be like somebody else, just because that's what um, culture says.
8: A space to speak your mind with Cornwall Mind for better mental health
0: on Source FM.
1: Anne and myself have come up with a few little tips what might help you through your
2: periods. Um, one being. In. Well, um, be kind to yourself and uh, f- uh, hea- listen to your um, feelings. So if uh, when you're having the first days of your period, um, your senses might be heightened. So just be kind and, and think that maybe you don't have to do things. So give yourself time
1: absolutely we've got to learn to be kind to ourselves just like what we often are very kind to our friends and family but not so much to ourselves one of my biggies for um trying to make myself feel more comfortable is chocolate i'm sure what a lot of you out there would um join me in that one chocolate hot water bottle and a film
2: that's that's the holy trinity <laughs> and yeah chocolate has um you know proven um um, um, substances that release that kind of well-being feeling in, yes. your, in your brain so overall comfort yeah
1: <laughs> comfort foods all the way um, we were discussing how we often feel a lot of pressure that um, if we are asked out or we've got something to do whether it be a lunch date or a meeting etc we feel what we're not able to let people down kind of thing Um and if you're not feeling very well, if you were on your period and it's really taking it out of you, like Anne was saying, part of being kind to yourself is just maybe saying, "I'm not up to it today. I'm really not in that place." So taking that time out for um, for yourself to recuperate.
2: Yeah, I think there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Actually, it can be beneficial because then you could have an optimal meeting at another time in your your cycle um, so if you get into the habit of noting when when approximately your cycle your menstruation arrives your bleed then you can um, arrange meetings around it so if you know when you can say actually this day I might not take that meeting so I'll put it in the diary for a day when I feel like I'm coming back into m- energy into feeling energetic Absolutely, and, and you can uh, gear responsive. yourself
1: up for it. Um, that was a really good um, idea for a man to kind of like keep track of your um, menstruation and um, know what you can maybe plan for a bit more trickier things for when you're on your better days kind of thing. Um, Another lovely tip um, for when we're having a quite a hard time would just be kind of like maybe to get out, get some fresh air, maybe not too far because you're not feeling too good, but maybe if it's sunny, get some sun on your face, some fresh air, a little light exercise. Don't push yourself when you're on your period, um, but just a little bit of light exercise and um, and just like like we're saying really the big thing is being kind to yourself take it slow and just do whatever you're up to doing really um yeah take care of everyone when you're on your period and um we all go through it and just be kind to yourselves
0: a space to speak your mind a space to speak your mind with cornwall mind for better mental health on source fm
1: Now, we have got one of our um, A Space to Speak Your Mind presenters, Amelie. She sent in a recording of a piece that she thought apt for International Women's Day, written by Cheryl Strayed, who is an American memorist and novelist. The extract is from a collection of essays in a book entitled Tiny Beautiful Things.
2: I suggest you forget about forgiveness for now. And strive for acceptance instead. Accept that the man you love was unfaithful to you. Accept that the woman you once held in regard treated you with disrespect. Accept that their actions hurt you deeply. Accept that this experience taught you something you didn't want to know. Accept that sorrow and strife are a part of even a joyful life. Accept that it's going to take a long time for you to get that monster out of your chest. Accept that someday what pains you now will surely pain you less.
1: Thank you, Emily, for sending that in for us. Um, next up, we have Jane, who talked to Natasha from Your Voice. Um, she's got a little interview, which
0: um, she did over the phone from the studio. Hi, Natasha. Welcome to Source FM and a space to speak your mind. And it's really lovely to, to talk with you today. First of all, can I just ask you, What exactly is Your Voice and what first gave you the idea to set it up?
9: Um, Your Voice is just an organisation that was launched last summer um, with just the mental health crisis that I think is prevalent in Cornwall. Um, With that in mind, just to try and give people a bit more support, the resources are obviously lacking in Cornwall and we just wanted to see if we could um, provide a service that isn't already in place.
0: Okay. And is it open to anybody or is it just women or anybody who wants to come along?
9: So the groups are open to just women, um, okay. 18 and over. But eventually the long-term goal is to have a wellness centre which will be um, accessible to everyone, men and women.
0: Brilliant. So it's, it's got, you've got lots of plans for the future then?
9: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so what's your background? Or, or I didn't know whether you had any background in mental health or whether this is just some personal experience.
9: It is just from personal experience. My background is um, charity retail, so it's completely removed from uh, the mental health environment. Um, but I've experienced my own mental health issues, and um, my loved ones have as well, and I see friends that are struggling with it, and it was just something that I really, really wanted to make a difference in.
0: Brilliant. And, and how long ago did you start, start Your Voice?
9: So it was launched in July, June, back end of June last year.
0: Okay, so not quite a year yet. No. And then, so, which areas do you cover? Because I know I saw that you had a women's meeting in Helston. So, do yeah. you cover the whole of this part of Cornwall?
9: So, at the moment, we just have groups in Helston, and we'll we begin our first group in Falmouth next week. Um, we're hoping to have a lot more locations in place, including Truro, and Red Hale, Redruth, Camborne. Um, I've had women reach out um, as far away as Callington and Launceston. But unfortunately, the logistics just aren't right at the moment. Um, no. you've got to have the location, but also you've got to have someone who's an appropriate facilitator. Yeah. But we will get there eventually, but at the moment, it's just the Helston and the Falmer.
0: Well, it sounds like it's a good start. Um, and, and so, whereabouts are you You actually based in this part of Cornwall as well? Obviously,
9: I, I assume you are. Yeah, I live in Helston I'm working at okay. and work in Falmouth.
0: OK. And how many members do you currently have attending or attendees coming along to the meetings?
9: It really varies. It can be anywhere from so the the least amount of women that we had at the Halstone Group is five, and the most is twelve. Oh, good. So yeah, the numbers are picking up, but it it could, a lot lot of things um, can affect the numbers. It could be you know tr- there's lots of traffic um, issues going on at the moment, or the weather can be off putting to someone, and sometimes people just don't want to attend every week. They might be having a bit of a bad day. Um, in which case there is the online support group that they can access and share their thoughts or just kind of sit back and watch what's going on with everyone else if they're not quite up to um, attending the meeting.
0: Yeah, that's good. What I, What do you mean about the online support group? Is that Facebook or something else?
9: Yeah, so it's um, a Facebook group that's um, within the page, our page, and it's just a group of women um, that if you're having a bad day, you can write on there, you can get a bit of advice or sometimes we just post inspiring memes or silly me yeah. um yeah it's just an online space for women just so that they know they're not alone like i say not everyone wants to attend a meeting every week so it's just providing that space there for them Oh,
0: well, that sounds fantastic actually and it's just the sort of thing that i think we need um around here what sort of things do you talk about in the meetings is it anything and everything or do you have specific subjects you talk about
9: um it can be anything and everything um we might discuss and how someone is going with their counselling. Um, we might be talking about how things are going at work or at home, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. Um, more often than not, we just end up giggling. Uh, you know, a, a recurring, um subject at the moment is, you know, if you've got a dog, what would it sound like if it spoke? And we, just, we have the most random um, conversations, but it, it's lovely because at the end of the evening, as we're leaving, it's a guarantee that we'll be leaving laughing.
0: Mm, that sounds good to me. And, amazing. Yeah, no, it sounds brilliant. And, and is there a mixture of ages and lifestyles? I mean, any anybody in anybody?
9: Yes, and like I say, it's over 18s, um, just because, obviously, we don't have the child protection yeah. um, in place. But um, the oldest member that we've had was 75. Wow. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, and we've got students, um, we've got support workers, actually, um, from various, and different organisations and business owners and nurses. It's, yeah, it's a real mix of people which I think just really, really looks really lovely.
0: Yeah, sounds like a good mixture. And just a, a thought about funding. Do you get any funding or, or is there any charge for attending if, if people turn up?
9: There's no charge for attending and we pay for the um, refreshment
0: no. at
9: the group. Um, so we just rely on public funding at the moment. We When we originally launched Your Voice, we had a crowdfunder, um, and we reached £600. Um, we've had, had a couple of fundraising events in the meantime, and we've actually got one on the 20th of March. We're going to be holding a night of mediumship in um, and Yeah, we just rely on the fundraising events. We don't get any public funding at the moment. That's something we're looking into, and we will be starting to apply for once we've got our community interest company status in place.
0: Okay. So, I mean, my next question was going to be what plans do you have for developing your voice in the future? Um, I mean, I think you've just given me an idea of what you've got planned. I mean, it sounds brilliant.
9: Yeah, we, I'll, i say the, the next big step, um, which is the most important step actually, is to get a shop secured. We're looking at Halston just because, as a, as a place for the flagship shop, just because it's all kind of kicked off in Halston. Um, we would like to have shops all over eventually, but we are looking, you know, we're constantly um, scouting houses for a suitable location. We can have a shop where people can donate their goods and we can sell them on, and we've got a constant income for the that's going to support the group. And also, um, eventually, it will enable us to open the wellness centre.
0: Hmm, sounds very, very interesting. Um, and how can listeners who are interested get in contact with you? Is it best to do that through the Facebook page or some other way?
9: Yeah, we've got the Facebook page. We've got Instagram, um, and on the Facebook page, it's got our email address, um, and it's got the website as well. It's got all the website details. So yeah, it's probably easier for most people, I think, to contact us by the Facebook page.
0: Brilliant. Okay. And is there anything you'd like to say to any women who are considering, you know, coming along to one of your meetings?
9: I, I cannot stress how incredible they are. Um, my house and ladies have asked if we can do it once a week because they feel like it's such a help to them um, that they would like to be able to do it weekly. Unfortunately, we're just not able to do that. But what we're going to do is arrange some social activities. In the meantime, we're going to be going to hail uh, golfing range soon for a day out. Um, just so we are group it, regrouping once yeah. a week rather than once a fortnight. And I think that's a real testament to how incredible the group is. Um And, you know, we've also had a couple of ladies that have said that they perhaps wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the group, Um which is, it just reminds mm. me why they are so important.
0: Yes, it sounds like that's, uh, you're fulfilling a need there for, for all these people out there. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> well, thanks uh, so much, Natasha, you know, for spending time telling us about your voice. Thank um you. and We hope our listeners, I'm sure they did, they found the information really interesting. And I hope that you'll get lots of, inf- you know, people coming back to you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Natasha.
9: All right, cheers. Cheers, Thank you so
2: much to Natasha and Jane for conducting this brilliant interview. Um, We... um, We... There is a group now started in Farmouth that the voice are organizing and it's usually run on a Wednesday evening at the winds. but um, your safe bet, safest bet is to contact um, to check out their Facebook page to know when their next event will be and um, yeah get in touch with Natasha and you'll be most welcome to attend.
0: A space to speak your mind. A space
2: to speak your mind
4: with Cornwall Mind.
2: For better mental health
4: on Source FM.
2: So, what's happening at Cornwall Mind this
1: month, Jess? The usual reminder that the Cornwall Mind Coffee Mornings in Falmouth are every second Thursday at the Palacio Lounge in Falmouth. The next one will be Thursday the eighteenth, ten thirty AM to twelve thirty PM. The next true community cafe is at the Cathedral Cafe Tuesday sixteenth, ten AM to twelve PM. We have the Cornwall Mind Allotment Tuesdays ten AM to one PM in Falmouth. We have a yoga group in Falmouth every Wednesday evening seven to eight PM. We have more information on Cornwall Mind website, cornwallmind.org. We also have a Get, Set, Go um, activities group which is up and running in Falmouth, which is yoga at the moment, which is running on a Monday from 2 till 3. If you fancy coming along on Monday, it's all free, you don't need to have a referral, and it's through Get Set Go in coordination with um, Cornwall Mind. Um, also starting um, today, um, but you're also able to come along any of the other Thursdays, we have Get Set Go again in line with um, Cornwall Mind is um, trying to get us active with um, Get Set Go at calmbray. And that will be from 2-3 at Cambrai Leisure Centre. Um, For your help with your mental health, you can call the Mind Helpline on 0300 123 3393. And in a crisis, there's always someone to talk at samaritans.org or the Samaritans Free Helpline 116 123. Um, Also going on this weekend, we have Stivian's Ladies Choir um, for International Women's Day. Um, They will be holding an event at Falmouth Methodist Church on Sunday, the 8th of March at 7:30. Tickets are seven pound from for choir members or at the door. Um, Wear purple and celebrate the lives of inspiring women. That sounds like a great night out. Yes, absolutely. Um, So there's lots of bits and pieces going on. Thank you for listening to A Space to Speak Your Mind. Next month, Scott will be in the presenter's chair for the first time with Richard back in the presenter's seat. And the theme will be men's issues. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter at A Space to Speak. There's a Facebook page to go to, facebook.com, as Space to Speak we also have a podcast version of the show just search for a space to speak your mind on your favourite podcast platform and subscribe for extended interviews and extra content downloaded automatically to your device every month or email jerry at the source fm.co.uk remember if you'd like to be involved in making the show including everything from recording interviews presenting to being behind the scenes we want to hear from you I'd like to say a great big thank you to all our listeners out there listening to A Space to Speak Your Mind with um, myself, Jess, and my lovely presenter, Anne. Yeah, and a happy St. Perrin's Day, everyone. Yes, absolutely. We can't forget it's St. Perrin's Day. Happy St. Perrin's Day, everyone.
8: A Space to Speak Your Mind
6: with Cornwall Mind for Better Mental Health on Source FM.